Greetings everybody, welcome back to the channel. We're going to be answering the question, what happened to the Feast of Tabernacles? In case we're unaware, the Feast of Tabernacles was an eight-day event God set up for Israel so that they could celebrate and commemorate the remarkable way he delivered them from Egyptian bondage, if you read Leviticus chapter 23, verses 33 to 43. It took place around harvest time, and so the first foods that were reaped were used to celebrate. That gave it its second, less popular name, the Feast of Ingathering, if you read Exodus chapter 23, verse 16, and chapter 34, verse 22. But have you ever wondered why God decided to create that feast? And interestingly enough, we find that even when the Jews returned from Babylonian exile, they still celebrated this feast in Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 13 to 18. What's more, in Zechariah chapter 14 verses 16 to 19, we see that a prophecy was made concerning how the Feast of Tabernacles would be celebrated in the future. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. If we read verses 16 and 17, could there possibly be something else that we need to celebrate? If so, what could that be? To find out, let's look more into what the original Feast of Tabernacles was set up for. The feast, once again, was set up so that the Israelites could remember how God freed them from Egyptian bondage and rejoice in Him. This was a very special event to God, as we can see by reading Exodus chapter 12, verse 42. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. God felt that the Israelites should be grateful that such a marvelous thing was done for them, and rightfully so. As it was described in Ezekiel chapter 16 verses 1 to 14, Israel was like a forgotten soul that God rescued and dressed up to become a beautiful and attractive woman. The Feast of Tabernacles was a way for them to celebrate that deliverance, and it seems that God likes it when we rejoice in the things he does. The psalmist would often tell us to rejoice in what God has done and be thankful. Oh come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Psalm 95 verses 1 to 3. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name Jah, and rejoice before him. Psalm chapter 68 verses 3 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness, according to Psalm chapter 97 verse 12. This concept of rejoicing in what God has done was what the Feast of Tabernacles was supposed to represent, and it's so significant that the Son of God Almighty himself attended it. When he was talking to his brothers in John chapter 7 verses 1 to 8, you can tell that Christ saw it as something he would go to. And if we read further, we can see that Christ actually went and preached his gospel of peace and salvation to the Jews, and by extension, to Christians around the globe. But what then could that prophecy made by Zechariah the prophet in Zechariah chapter 14 verses 16 and 17 be referring to? If that text is telling us that there's something else 
that has not yet been celebrated, what is that? God tends to talk about celebration and rejoicing when major events concerning his purpose occur, like when he delivered Israel from Egypt. The Bible tells us that God intended on doing a similarly remarkable thing in the last days, using his son Jesus Christ as king. If we read Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 and Luke chapter 1 verses 32 and 33. Apostle Peter in his sermon to the Jews referenced it twice. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive unto the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began, according to Acts chapter 3, verses 19 to 21. The return of Christ to his temple, as Malachi put it in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, would mean the end of the old system of things, and the beginning of the creation of a new world where righteousness, peace, and happiness would dwell. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. But be ye glad, and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. That is Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 19. You can also look at Second Peter chapter three verse thirteen and Revelation chapter twenty one verses one to five. This same prophet was also inspired to describe the way the principles of the kingdom, like freedom, peace, and justice, would grow, and all nations of the earth and people would flock to it, thus giving the righteous the opportunity to arise and shine to a new reality in their favor. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. According to Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 3. If we look around, we might be able to see some of these things happening already. Christ said that his return would be marked by nation rising against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 and 8, and that seems to have fulfilled in the two world wars when the world's greatest powers fought against each other and the monarchical system of the past collapsed, giving space for universal freedom, justice, and democracy to take root, which are in favor of the righteous and in the direction that God is interested in taking the world. If God's purpose is fulfilling then, why not celebrate it? At least, that's what Zechariah the prophet said we should do. Paul said we should always rejoice. And it seems that the Bible points to this new reality as the new subject for our joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's what Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. He also said rejoice evermore in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. But how do we rejoice? If Paul said we should rejoice always, might this mean that our rejoicing should be day by day, hour by hour, and minute by minute? It seems so, and that tells us that our rejoicing isn't necessarily something we do by eating turkey or drinking wine. That may be a simple, but the real deal is how we live our lives. We show appreciation and gratitude for what God has done for humanity by serving Him actively and faithfully till the perfect day. So, I think that is sufficient to answer the question, what happened to the Feast of Tabernacles? 
It might seem like a feast of the past, but if God's purpose is fulfilling in our time, then maybe it's not something of the past. It's something that continues on into our time. Have a good day, and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. Like what you heard today? Share your thoughts by using the link https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash Bible Q and A one slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash Bible Q and A one slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback. It might appear in an episode.